0: Welcome to Mickey's Munchies podcast channel. Here we discuss the topics on open source and customer impact strategies, all while you take a break with a coffee and a cookie. This is your host, Mickey Barat, and thank you for joining me today. Today I want to talk about data and how data is now becoming the single biggest asset a company has. One of the things I really started to see in the marketplace, everything that everybody's doing in terms of infrastructure is centered around how to protect their data, the applications which access that data securely, and how to actually make sure that data is available at the fastest possible speed. What is really, really interesting is that data across the world is constantly changing and it's, the rate of change is speeding up every day. Um, there's more types of data being stored from applications as well as Internet of Things and other other sources out there. Um, analysts are deriving vital insights from data. So what do I mean by that? You know, the more data a company uh, can get access to and the speed at which it can get access to it, the analysts looking at that data are deriving information out of that data to make business decisions. So they're looking to make better decisions using data. Um, They're using data to power applications. Um, They can look at data and see how it can actually affect us us in our everyday lives. For example, in healthcare. Um, And also the way, you know, looking at that data, the way we can change the way we work every day. And, And even go as far as saying it can change the way we live. You know, a lot of consumers today are embracing um, personalised real-time engagements and there's high expectations of data delivery to actually meet these real-time expectations. The digital world today overlaps with physical realities. I mean, if you look at the applications out there and how interactive they are uh, with our daily lives, whether it's for food, health, hygiene, uh, sports activities, everyday work, um, driving, you know, we, we're so real-time connected uh, to the internet and back to that data, it's just merged into one. So what does this mean? It's actually driving expectation from consumers of their application to be as real-time as possible. And those of you who are producing applications in this space where Data needs to be available real time. Um, it, it's it's becoming a bigger bigger channel challenge, should I say? Thirty um, percent of the global data being produced today will need to be accessed real time by 2025, and that's IDC putting that prediction. It says that you know an IDC report says that 65 percent of the world's population is already connected and interacts with data. And it's projected to be 75% by 2025. It's not far away. About 44 zettabytes of data is being created annually. And this will increase by 400% by 2025. I mean, the influence of data in our world is inescapable. I mean, if you think about internet searches, there's 5 billion plus internet searches per day. By 2023, 70% of vehicles will be connected to the internet and each one generates 4 terabytes of data per year. Staying connected in how we communicate each day is just getting ridiculously high in terms of transactions. You know, there's 294 billion emails per day being generated. Um, Messages just on WhatsApp 65 billion WhatsApp messages per day. 500 million tweets um, per day on Twitter. It's how we communicate. And the thing about this data is more and more, um, it's about getting access to it real time. So getting access to data to make predictive changes, which is a day old or three days old, is too late. Consumers are demanding real-time applications because they're working and they're living in the real-time day-to-day environment. They can't wait for data to be processed and then results be given a day later, two days later. So there's a big demand on real-time data. And that means that our traditional analytics, uh, predictive analytics, or just general analytics has shifted in terms of demand from being historical data analysis or historical predictive analysis to real-time predictive analysis and real-time um, BI analytics. Where is all this data? Well, it's interesting. You know, um, by, I guess, 2025, still about 45% uh, or 55% of data will still be in, in data centers owned by uh, enterprise companies. Only about 40 to 45% is predicted to have moved into the cloud. And it's actually um, leveling off in terms of how much data is moving to the cloud. A lot of organizations are looking at keeping their data somewhere closer to themselves than in a public cloud and trying to protect that data because moving into public clouds could result in locking and tying into a public cloud. Could you lose your data Uh, or could you put your data at risk of being lost? But more and more data centers can't move their data into public clouds because from a compliance and governance perspective perspective, or local country perspective, they just cannot do that. So I see data centers um, expanding on the basis that the data explosion is expanding, obviously, you know, it's an explosion. And I can't see data centers moving all their apps and data into a cloud for various reasons. I mean, who are the biggest producers of data today? I'll look at it and I'll go, well, you know, um, manufacturing's a huge producer of data uh, and utilities, gas are a huge producer of data. But in terms of the the fastest growing sector for data creation, it's actually healthcare first, then manufacturing, then um, financial services and then media and entertainment. The whole global data sphere is growing by 27% every year, and by 20, you know, 25, it'll be at that level. So what's interesting is that you know, if you can get um, visibility of your data and quickly, it can be extremely powerful. Uh, the challenge of this era is how to gather, protect, organize, and analyze data. Um, we want to discover the best insights that inform us on how to enhance the way we live and work. Uh, and when you start considering all these requirements that are building up, you can only do that if you've got real time data access. Enterprise companies are now demanding data infrastructures to meet this growth in real time data and the requirements for real time data. Product teams are already having to manage growing complexities that come with modern data environments. Data's you know not in one place it's distributed. Uh, across on-premise, hybrid, and multi-cloud environments, you know you have to contend with structured, semi-structured, unstructured data. So it's not a simple matter of, you know, where is the data? The data sets themselves, how are they actually laid out? We've also got lots of technologies out there managing data, uh, data which is in rest and data which is in motion. Applications that meet consumer demand. In this new real-time era we're living in, where real-time access to applications and, and what they provide for us in our living, uh, daily living, our lives and work environments, is creating complex data. So one of the things that I've been looking at is how can you simplify this transition, the whole move to real-time analytics or real-time access to data so we can make better decisions. Being fueled by the demand by the consumer, how can we you know do this uh, quickly today without it actually causing a whole transformational project or a delay in 18 months to two years as you try and get to there and when you look at open source and what open source can bring, there are some interesting features which you know I've seen out there which can actually help speed up access to data at the infrastructure layer most data is kept in a data store, and quite often, in most cases, that's actually a database, you know, and applications will go to the database to go and access that data. And if you look at traditional ways on how um, data is accessed, it's typically a database server as an engine uh, that goes and access, you know, the file system where the actual tables are stored. And the speed and security and access to that data is determined by the actual database server itself. If you have a peak demand, you're gonna to have to add another database server. And by adding another database server, that means more infrastructure. That means more power, more heat, more cooling. Typically, it also means uh, more licenses for whichever database you're using. So the infrastructure underpinning your data is actually quite costly. It can be quite costly. It's one thing having your data stored on some disk. It's another thing having to have a fleet of database servers so you can get as many concurrent connections to the database to get the data you need so data infrastructure is growing at a phenomenal rate to serve real-time requirements of access to data and analytics of data real-time predictive analytics so one of the things that is also fueling data access is ai and machine learning again typically ai Platforms and machine learning platforms have data being driven by a database server. You know, all of this is creating data center sprawl, and this is where the um, the aspiration to move to a cloud platform is high. But the ability to move to a cloud platform is probably a lot lower than people's aspirations because moving to a cloud platform means you can keep the lowest cost infrastructure for your data, but can you actually typically move it? And as I mentioned earlier, there could be some local governance or compliance that just will not allow it. And when you look at the shift from data centers to cloud for data, probably by 2025, it'll have flattened out to be probably about 45% maximum of your data can go to a cloud. The rest you're gonna to have to keep in the data center, which means you're gonna come back and suffer all-time issues of data center sprawl power heat cooling real estate costs as well as you know a scale-out architecture for your database server to speed up access to data your storage layer etc this all impacts support costs and all all the other things that go with that one thing i've been looking at is which open source technologies can you uh, look to use in your data infrastructure that can provide you some incremental access and speed of access without it being, without it being onerous or over complex in terms of switching on, and certainly you know, I've always talked about this. I, I work at Oracle, but I look at some of the innovations that Oracle are bringing out in the Linux space. Um, certainly for free or charge, y- you look at some of the additional features we we bring out there, and I look at something which is really really cool that that's out there, which is. Something use you know utilizing smart flash cache or smart flash storage more in your database architecture, and what do I mean by using this? I mean by giving you the ability to um, you know speed up the rate at which a database server can process a transaction so you can get more transactions in a given space of time using flash storage and configuring it at the operating system level without actually being intrusive to the database or to the application, but purely from an infrastructure perspective, getting speed increases of data transactions of maybe 500 and 600 or 700%, all of a sudden becomes an interesting discussion to have when you can actually plug in plug in um, some flash storage, make a few command line changes or invoke some command line uh, command line uh, instructions uh, at the OS level, and next minute you've just supercharged your database server. And if you can do this without having to add an extra server in or add any more database licenses, um, you're lowering the density of your database architecture without having to re architect your whole application and database server. So, this whole drive for data in the data center is a problem that you know, we're not going to solve easily. And as time goes on, it, the, the problem is just going to keep on increasing. But one thing that I think you could look at is how to use flash storage and features like smart flash cache in Oracle Linux with the database and see how that actually improves the speed of access to your data by up to 900% in some cases. Now, it seems like fairy tale numbers, but you know i've seen customers do this whether it's an oracle database or a non-oracle database some phenomenal speed increases just by making this small architectural change in your infrastructure using the linux os well that's all well and good but what about if you're on microsoft or a completely different os platform or something else like a proprietary unix you know it might pay you to look at using your database layer on a linux platform just to get this type of feature you know because it could help you reduce the cost of your overall solution because it's certainly reducing the density of your data infrastructure. But it also means that if you can reduce the cost of your data infrastructure and get 9x or 10x more performance, it could give you the ability to actually lower your total cost of your solution and actually make it accessible to a wider audience You know, in terms of price span, in terms of price paying or fee paying customers. So there's some financial impact at looking at this in terms of how to attract more people to your platforms or your solutions by reducing your overall cost by having a lower-density data infrastructure. And looking at something like Smart Flash Cache that is uh, included with Oracle Linux could help you do that. Anyway, just wanted to talk about it. It's a problem that's not going to go away, but there are some small incremental things you can do that create impact today immediately. And Smart Flash Cache is one of them. The other side of the coin is BI analytics. If you think about BI analytics, you know it requires you to have a separate database away from your production systems. Um, it takes a lot of data mapping to make sure you got your production data mapped correctly for an OLAP database. So you're moving from an OLTP database to an OLAP database, and the complexities associated with you know running a database separate for your uh, analytics um and doing all the mapping invariably means you know you're not going to get real-time data analytics when you look at the ability to just change your infrastructure on your production system and increase the speed by 900 to 1000 percent will you actually end up with the capacity to just run analytics on your production system potentially and what that means is without you having to go through some major planning exercise and implementation exercise or digital transformation exercise to implement a new system for real time analytics. Can you actually get immediate access to real time analytics just by making these minor changes using flash storage and something like Smart Flash Cache? So, there's some interesting ways to implement this, and a lot of people I've been talking to are trying to, you know, crack a nut with a sledgehammer in some cases. This is a simple under your, sat your nose solution which if you look at could actually help you so data is not going away like I said um, think about this, it could actually um, help you achieve some very very quick results uh, at a very very low cost in terms of uh, you know migration without having to do any migration, not intrusive uh, that's Oracle Linux um, smart flash cache anyway thanks for listening and I will catch you on my next podcast Thank you again, for tuning into Mickey's Munchies podcast channel, where we discuss open source and customer impact strategies. We hope it was useful listening for you. This is your host, Mickey Barak, saying bye bye for now and looking forward to you tuning into the next podcast.